Hello, it's Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 20 of Gaming with Grief. Welcome back. If you're new, I guess just welcome. Um, This is my podcast about dealing with grief through gaming, all kinds of games. If you want to write me an email, you can write it at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. I think I said if you want to write me a Gmail, but if you want to write an email, then it's gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. I had a couple of addresses, but I'm ditching those. Uh, I talked about it in the last episode. So I'm calling this episode Finish It because I have finished some things and want to talk about it. And I've started other stuff too. So uh, games-related stuff. I actually finished Anthem, the latest game from Bioware. Um, I don't really know... I don't want to be like overly negative, but um, parts of Anthem felt good. If you don't know, Anthem was a third-person action game where you are basically in an Iron Man suit. There's four different suits. There's the the Ranger, which is kind of the middle of the road. The Colossus, which is like the tank. The Interceptor, which is pretty much a ninja. Um, and then there was the Storm, which is pretty much a mage. Uh, they all have different abilities. I really stuck with the Ranger because I just like the Ranger. Um... You know, the moment-to-moment gunplay and everything was great, but, you know, when it comes to world-building, Bioware is amazing, you know? Um, I'm not the biggest Mass Effect fan, but I have played a lot of Dragon Age, and, you know, the, the conversations when you talk to people, they have real weight to them. You There's dialogue trees. You can befriend people in your party in Dragon Age, and all that is missing from Anthem. When you talk to people in towns, it's very one note. It doesn't, there might have been some side quests where you get more choices. I did some side quests in the beginning, but, you know, and I had the weird kind of uh, OCD thing where I had to clear the map so you could look at the overworld when you're in Fort Tarsus, which is like the hub. And uh, everything was in first person, and you would see the little word bubbles above people's heads, and you could go talk to them. But it really didn't do anything. They complained about certain things, which was supposed to maybe give me, I don't know, like world building, right? Because people are talking about, there's one guy who's talking about safety the whole time. He's a maintenance guy. And there's somebody talking about what life used to be like uh, here on this weird planet that is very jungly uh, with some steel or stone ruins. Um, There's no desert area. There's no snow. None of it varies. It just looks like kind of... You know, the whole world is tropical that you're flying through. And you have a jetpack, so that's cool, but it has an overheat meter, so you can get near water or dive to cool it off. Or if it's raining, then it'll permanently be cooled, which is nice because the overheat meter, uh, you know, it doesn't go up as fast, but it, um, it's weird. So, like, a a jetpack, you're just going to try to fly all over. They have, like, a tailwind that pushes you back basically into the mission areas and um i don't know like there was only a few different enemies i fought uh there's scars some scorpions there's two different types of scorpions there's some outlaws that are just people with masks and uh you know none of it really came together it just uh like the 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 suit the javelins are very fun and the some of the gunplay is good i think the abilities in the suits really shine uh, the little bit I messed around with, like, the Colossus. I didn't play every suit because um, you get unlocks every few levels, and there's four suits, like I said. And um, 
I just felt like stuff just didn't come together, you know? The abilities in the suits were good, though. So, like, the the ranger that I use has a rocket launcher on one arm and uh, a grenade he can throw. You also have, like, a baton, like a melee. Um, you know, you do, like, a melee attack, which is fine. But, uh, you know, it just didn't come together. Like, those synergies were fun to do combos to do even more damage. Um, you're, you have, like, a super ultimate ability, and that was, like, he basically had... Uh, mini rockets you'd lock on everybody in the immediate area and then the rockets would go flying you do tons of damage which is really fun but again it just didn't feel like a lot of it came together um it and a lot of the missions i know it's an action game but a lot of the missions consisted of go here and shoot that so um they did a teaser at the end of like a new enemy and because you defeat obviously the great evil uh there's a lot of proper nouns in it you know the cenotaph and the anthem of creation and you'd find lore things people talking about grabbits which are animals uh and then you know they'd talk about the titans which is a type of enemy but it just didn't it didn't feel like i like it didn't feel like it honestly I, it's terrible because there, there's been a lot written about this game about what it went through in development and it was rough on people and it it feels like it it was rough you know because i don't care you know which is strange that I'm going to segue into the other game that I started. Uh, I started playing Destiny again. Uh, it was I got it on Steam. Uh, Bungie, who are in Bellevue, Washington, uh, they are officially they have broken with Activision, who own Destiny, and I guess work with Bungie to obviously publish it and stuff like that. Well, they broke now, so they are an independent developer now. Bungie is so they re-released Destiny, redid the beginning experience. There's a free-to-play version called I think New Light. Um, and I just bought the $40 expansion, which is Shadow Keep. It has to do with the moon. Um, but I think the thing I like about Destiny is, you know, uh, like their previous titles, it kind of shares a little bit of design of Halo. Um, all the classes, either a Titan, a Hunter, or a Warlock, they look a little, little robot-y, you know, because you put your helmet on when you're in space. Makes sense. But they have a really good loop of, you know, that satisfying gunplay. The guns feel good. The feedback feels good. And although they're, they're very unapologetic about, um, you know, uh, I think the style and substance of the missions, I mean, it is very much like Anthem where it's like, go here and shoot this. I think that loop feels much better than, um, plus the weapons and armor you receive actually start to look very dynamic later in game. Although in the beginning game, like I said, everybody kind of looks like a character out of Halo. Um... And they look amazing. So, uh, you know, um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. But I, I think why I enjoy it so much, unlike Anthem, who was it was kind of the same thing. You know, in Anthem, everything kind of looked the same. Even the guns, they would just put like a tarp over them or something or some kind of canvas covering, and it would be either brown or green. Um, but I think Destiny is unabashedly better because it just tells you, like, no, you're here to do this, to shoot stuff. And here's a checklist of stuff, go shoot this stuff. I think Anthem tried to disguise that by having you go somewhere, stand somewhere, and do something. And again, it just didn't really pan out. I didn't, I didn't feel the weight of it. But, you know, the idea of, like, in Destiny where you are a guardian who's been brought back to life to stop evil, like, that's pretty, a pretty crazy you know, starting point. In Anthem, you are someone called a freelancer. And again, because of Bioware's story, branching story trees and things like that, I never got a name. My character never even got a name. You pick a face 
like or what you're supposed to look like. But it doesn't matter because every time the visor of your javelin suit comes up, you just see the front part of their face, the eyes, the nose, the mouth. You don't see anything else. It doesn't matter what kind of haircut or hairstyle or whatever head, you'll never see it again. Even when you're in town, everything's in first person. So... I don't know, man. It just, uh, like I said, Destiny, although it is unabashedly, you know, a shooter, a first-person shooter made by the same people that did Halo, they just don't, I don't think they try to hide it, and it makes it a little bit more honest, you know? So I'm enjoying my time with Destiny. Um, And then I've been planning more of my Dragon Age campaign with my friends. There's now three people in the campaign, um, and I'm running it, and we're about to do Siege Warfare. So from planning perspective and just in general, siege warfare is very hard. Uh, I send a photo to the group, um, but I actually have to send to one more group member. But I sent photos to part of the group about like, hey, this is what it's going to look like. And um, yeah, they, there was a lot of responses like, wow, you know, they weren't crapping on me. They're just like, wow, that looks like a lot of work, you know. And uh, yeah, I hope they have a good time. Um, it'll probably be in a couple weeks. So I think they're going on a trip and they'll be back. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then um, my wife and I uh, started watching uh, the Netflix, the new Netflix show, uh, the Dark Crystal uh, series called the Age- Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Uh, we've only seen two episodes, but it's good. Um, I think what I like is, um, maybe I got offended because a, a relative of mine was talking about it and said it was way better than the original movie. And um you know, I, of course, saw the original movie when I was young. I didn't see it in theaters. I just saw it on VHS. I think later on DVD. Uh, excuse me. But um, it's good. Uh, the series is good, I think. And I talked to my wife for this. No spoilers. I think the series is good because it is brighter and it's more colorful uh, than the original just through... H, uh, you know, HDR techniques and, um, you know, high def cameras and light, they can color correct things now to make, you know, the greens pop and the oranges pop and you can make things darker and brighter. And although they use an old style of puppets still with the tech, the way the technology is, they look, the puppets look better than ever. They can emote more. They can even use green screen to make the puppets interact with things in ways they couldn't before. So I just think it's pretty amazing that all that came together. And like I said, we're only two episodes in, but we're very... Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening next. Um, I have a couple errands for tonight, and then we're gonna, I'm going to come home, and then we're probably going to watch quite a bit of it. There's only 10 episodes on Netflix. I definitely recommend checking that out. It's uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, and uh, that's good. And what else? Uh, let's see. There was another thing I was going to talk about. Oh, I have not read any of uh, Revival yet. I need to do that. Um, and then I've been listening to a lot of Terrible Thanks for Asking with, uh, you know, Nora McInerney. I always say her name wrong. I hope we didn't get it wrong that time. But um, it's good. It's It, uh, it branches out. Um, you know, the show branches out and uh, talks about other people having to do with other loss, like parents being deported and how they stay together and things like that. And, uh she brought something up in the show that I thought was really interesting, which was, you know, she would get letters or she said she'd run into people and they'd say, aren't you depressed working on a show, you know, where you just talk about people's loss all the time and grief? And she said, no, you know, when we're planning the show and everything, we actually have fun and we make each other laugh. But, um, you know, she said it's really uplifting. And I think, I think that's what I think about this show. You know, I, some people probably would think it would be depressing to talk about your problems for 
you know, every week, like especially grief and how it does with gaming and things like that. And um, I don't know, it, it, it's almost like therapy, you know, just talking it out, you know. So I always say this every episode, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, I am not going to apologize. You're sounding like a broken record. But if you are thinking of hurting yourself or doing damage to yourself by drugs or alcohol or driving while you're under the influence of something or suicide or whatever, don't do it. Talk it out. There's someone in your life that cares very much about you. You can talk to them. And, uh, you know, uh, if you can, go to a therapist. Uh, go to your priest or pastor. If you, if it is possible and your insurance covers it, I would recommend going to a secular therapist, though. Because I've said in other episodes not to disparage people's religion, but I think if you are religious, everybody is in the know when you're in a religion, right? So... Uh, everybody understands everything. So they, they, they speak in like a shorthand that you're just like, yeah, this will all be fine when maybe it might not be fine. And you really might need to get into some other deeper issues, uh, you know, outside of that. And maybe it'll make you think, you know, just have a different appreciation for it. You know, the process of healing and, you know, um, at least harming yourself and stuff like that. And uh, let's see what. So yeah, do that. Don't again. Don't hurt yourself. There's there's an organization uh, that I've talked about in other podcasts. I'll see if I can find my notes here. But you know they can help you. Um, let's see if I can find it here. I got my notes. Yeah, this is really great. Oh, it's the National Alliance of Mental Illness, and they're saying is it's okay not to be okay. So go to the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, and then, um, you know, if, if you're thinking of hurting yourself or anything, do that. Please go there. Please talk to people. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. There's a lot of stuff going on this week. I'm hoping at work that I actually get to switch to days because I've been working nights, but then I had to switch to days, and I might be back to nights next week. So um, my sleep has been very erratic, even on the weekends. Um, it has not been good. So that's terrible. Also, I'm almost 40. Uh, this year I turned 40. So yeah, really, when I say almost, I mean, we're months away. My birthday's in December. So, you know, I've noticed is I can't party or stay up like I used to, you know, like I think I, yesterday I had, if I was being really honest, five beers, not really a big deal. Didn't go on a bender. Didn't go crazy. I woke up this morning feeling terrible, not a hangover. Well, probably a hangover, not a headache though. Just tired because I didn't sleep well and uh, just, you know, just exhausted. Exhausted for no reason. No reason whatsoever except for the fact that I had five beers. Again, these weren't like 12% beers. These were like 6 or 7% beers. Um, and uh, I don't really drink a lot. I have a few beers on the weekend, but th- this is getting to be ridiculous where... I can't have, you know, I guess five would be a good number. I don't know. It just seems weird. Like, I remember being younger, being able to drink like that and wake up next morning and just be a little tired and be fine. But um, not anymore. That's what the 40 means, guys. It means it's all, it's all running out. All the stuff is running out. So, um, yeah. So if you're out there and you're getting older, take care of yourself. Um and one more thing uh, <clears throat> that I want to talk about, which is kind of weird, but 
Uh, we watched, my wife and I watched Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special called Sticks and Stones. Um, and it, I thought it was very funny. And there's a lot of people out there that want there to be some kind of repercussion against Dave Chappelle or something because they didn't like his comedy. Um, a lot of people think it's offensive. Uh, you know, he's really unapologetic in the specials. He says, you know, this is, he doesn't care. He's at the point now in his life where he doesn't care. And uh, yeah, I mean, basically, I don't care either. I mean, if you, there is a thing nowadays to be outraged at everything. And it seems like the outrage bubble is growing. And I think there's a selection of people out in the world that want everybody to apologize for everything that's ever happened in history. And, uh, you know, personally, what I mean is, like, you say something, and 12 years later, somebody says, hey, remember that thing you said 12 years ago? Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't have said that. Well, it was, like, 12 years ago, you know? What if that person comes forward and says, oh, I'm a different person, I shouldn't have done this, I shouldn't have done that? Uh, and they apologize, and they moved on, right? But apparently we can't, as a society, move on. And I think, um, you know, I think that that is wrong. But I also think... There's another group of people on the other end of the spectrum that don't apologize for anything. They are blatantly online. They are sexist, homophobic, racist, and they will just post anything. And it is amazing to me how these people don't understand why other people are offended. So it seems like these two people are fighting each other. You know, you have somebody that just like, this is how I feel, deal with it, that say very terrible things, like racist things online. And other people are like, man, you shouldn't really say that. Those are racist, you know? And these other people are like, oh, screw you. And the other people are like, we need to apologize for everything and wipe the record of everything this person's saying. And, um, yeah, it's hard. I think, uh, you know, everybody complains about Twitter and Facebook and Instagram about, you know, they're terrible social media platforms. My thing is, like, they're not terrible, you know? It's just how you use it. Like a lot of tools in life where, you know, you cannot share something on Twitter or Facebook. There's a lot of things that upset me and make me mad, uh, but I don't share them with people. I don't, I don't have to go online and share them. I don't have to tell you how I'm feeling about everything. You know, I'll read a news story and get very upset about it, uh, but I'll rant. Unfortunately, the only person I can rant to is my wife. So she gets the brunt end of the complaining so no one else can go through it but uh yeah you you don't have to share your opinion guys it's okay just quietly just quietly be angry i think that's the one thing with turning 40 i realize is you can take a step back just take that step back i think that's it it's the day or two before you respond to something something that makes you so angry you need just a little bit of time you know take the time just take the time Take a step back and say, I don't know if I want to say that. You know, I'm going to delete this. I don't, I'm not going to say this. It doesn't matter. You know, I've seen good comments on Twitter and Facebook responding to people's anger. I've seen bad takes and I've seen bad anger takes where someone's just so mad and they make no sense and it doesn't make sense why they're so angry. So, uh, yeah, just take a step back. Just take a moment, take a day, take two days. Really think about that tweet or that Facebook post or the Instagram photo or the Instagram story or whatever you want to call it. Just think a second about, I don't know if I want to say that. I don't want to say that. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to say that. Just don't say it. You don't have to. There's, as I heard an interview with a writer lately, I don't know his name, but he said there is such a thing as an unshared opinion. We can just say, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't, 
I don't have to share. So, yeah, kind of a kind of a weird way to end the podcast, but uh, I'm doing good, guys. Uh, again, if you want to write to me, you can go to GWG Podfellows at gmail.com. That's gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. I'll go there and check the out if you want me to read if you want me to read the email over the air, I will. If not, I won't. Um, you know, again, if you need help, go get help. Someone cares about you a lot. Don't hurt yourselves. Don't hurt other people. Uh, we can be better. And um, you know what, guys? I'll see you guys next week. Bye.